Welcome to the French Wedding Podcast with your host Naim, the only podcast in English about weddings in France. Great conversations, tips and insights about your French wedding, some wisdom before your big day, and the opportunity to hear wedding professionals actually living and working in France, only for your day to be the most amazing to remember. Hello everyone and welcome to the French Wedding Podcast. Greetings from France, this is the place we're recording this show. I'm Naim, professional ceremony officiant based in my hometown Paris and I created this show especially for future brides and grooms willing to get married in Paris or anywhere in France. Each episode is an occasion to meet a main actor of the industry, can be a vendor such as a wedding planner, hair and makeup artist, bridal salon, videographer, venue owner, bloggers, you name it. This show exists to bring you some insight about how people do things in France regarding the wedding industry, but we also share funny stories, things to know, and special memories when we happen to work together on the very same wedding. My guest today decided to move from Istanbul, Turkey to Provence after falling in love with a Dutch man running a flower farm. Can we make it more adventurous and romantic? After learning the flower business from scratch, she found a genius idea for making an intelligent use of her peonies. I let you hear how it all started. Please welcome Debbie Van Ennenham on the French Wedding Podcast. Hi, Debbie. Welcome to the show. Hi, Naim. Very nice to be here. Very nice to have you. Thanks so much for uh, your participation, but it wasn't really a normal participation because I had a, a chat with your sister first. Can you can you explain me that? <laughs> um, yes. Um, we're flower farmers in Provence, and um, so we're not so good at social media and interviews and that kind of thing, whereas my sister is. And she's okay. pushing me to get into this kind of thing and do interviews and promote ourselves a little bit more with our okay. new business. So great. So thank you. Thanks to your sister uh, <laughs> for contacting me and giving giving me the opportunity to to check out your business and your company that I didn't know. And um, this is something really unique. Uh, you're not only in the flower business, you do something more. So yes. explain me. So um, we have a 14 hectare flower farm in Provence and our main um, crops are anemones and peonies. Um, as everybody okay. knows, peonies are the quintessential wedding flower mm -hmm. um, and every bride's dream. But the season is, is very short for the peony season, especially French grown peony season is only six weeks in the south of France from the end of April, May. And so um, I decided that if I could dry the peonies and make some confetti, uh, real flower petal confetti from the peony petals, this would be a, a really nice um, option for brides for their weddings. So that was your idea, right? You, yes. you kind of pivoted uh, your business idea, which is uh, at the start, you and your husband, Marcel, if I'm not wrong, started this uh, flower farm, where, which is a, a kind of a normal business uh, for weddings and for other occasions. But you, st you decided to pivot this. Well, um, Marcel has been in the flower business for 30 years. He grew okay. peonies in Holland. He's Dutch. And, um, 
and then 20 years ago he established the farm in 1999 with his late wife Julie who passed away um and then um they've been growing flowers they were growing flowers for many years and most of our flowers are exported for the worldwide market up to Holland and then they go out to New York Dubai Russia I mean we don't know where they end up in the end okay wow interesting um, so we grow um 90 I say 95 percent of our flowers go to the worldwide market and then we keep a, a small percentage here for some local clients florists that kind of thing um yeah I was living in um, Istanbul and okay. I was 39 and I'd been single for 10 years mm -hmm. and I came on holiday to Provence to some friends that had bought a mass down here to help them pick their olive harvest and um, Marcel was the Dutch flower farmer that lived next door to them <laughs> and we met and then I went back to Istanbul and we emailed and FaceTimed and then um, we fell in love, and so I moved to Provence at the age of 40 and married a Dutch flower farmer who grew peonies. <laughs> I mean, it is... This is out of a movie, but it's reality. That's what happens in Provence. Exactly. You never know what's going to happen uh, exactly. next in life. So, I mean, I, I knew nothing about flowers. I yeah, you learned from say. scratch. Yes. I mean, in 2014, when I moved in, I moved in straight into peony season in the spring. I had wow. no idea what hit me. Oh, uh, yeah, of I course. Didn't, <laughs> I didn't know what I was doing. I, I can't say I was very helpful in the beginning. Of course. Um, and was, um, it, was it something hard to, uh, obviously, I mean, the way you're describing it, it was the middle of the season. You didn't, didn't know anything about the business. So it must have been very hard, but... How did you how did you find uh, the focus to to learn all these details and all this business so quickly? Well, it's still I'm still learning. I mean, obviously, Marcel has the experience. Mm -hmm. um, he's been 20 years, well, 30 years in flowers, but 20 years in France and mainly peonies. So he has a lot of expertise in this subject. Mm -hmm. And um, obviously, we have a team on the farm that that help like you know do the hard work so basically he grows the flowers he waters the flowers he nurtures the flowers I mean farming anyone that thinks flower farming is walking around a field with a basket picking a few flowers <laughs> is, is is absolutely not true yeah um, there's a lot of hard work behind the scenes yeah could, could you describe for example what kind of work because we all have like a vague idea of what's going on but but I think it's okay. good to have your expertise. So let's think of the peonies, um, which is our, our main crop. We have seven hectares of peonies alone. Mm -hmm. So um, that's a lot of peonies. And they all come up and they're all ready within a six-week period of each other. So okay. in that six weeks, I mean, it's crazy on the farm. We have a team of up to 50 people um, on a busy year I mean this year was slightly challenging because it all happened during the lockdown um, mm -hmm. and we managed to do it with 23 people wow. um, so um, the flowers are harvest closed because you, they obviously have to be refrigerated and transported 
So you have to get them before they open in the field. So you also don't see open fields of beautiful peonies because before they get to that stage, they are already picked and okay. refrigerated. But um, even in the five years that I've lived here, April and May temperatures in Provence have been getting hotter and sunnier. And so that's actually how in 2018 we had a very hot peony season and we couldn't even with 50 people manage to pick the flowers before they opened in the field. Okay. Once they're open in the field, they're not, we can't sell them on the worldwide market and we have a limited local clientele that will buy some open flowers. But I mean, we had an excess of that and, um, Brides always ask me for peonies, and it's generally not the season. So I started to think, what if I could dry these petals of the open flowers and, and turn them into confetti? So that's actually how the business started in 2018. That's such um, a brilliant idea. I love it. Like a pure, pure uh, entrepreneur idea of how to make things more efficient. Really love it. Well, really. Um, and also, I mean... Peonies are the wedding flower. Um, petal confetti in France isn't actually a massive thing mm -hmm. at the moment. I mean, in other markets, America and the UK, it's quite a big business. There's many other companies doing other flowers and they sell a lot of confetti. When we got married on the farm in 2015, I actually bought my petal confetti in England and bought it back with me because I couldn't find any here. Okay. Um, so um, peonies have the significance and the, they symbolize um, romance, love, and a happy marriage um, traditionally. So it's the perfect wedding confetti, actually. Mm -hmm. So you decided to dry them. You had like the main idea of drying the excess of, of stock that you had and sell it to the bride. But how did you manage to do this in, in reality? When, uh, how did Marcel react at first when, when you proposed the idea? How did it start? Well, <laughs> I was maybe dreaming a little bit that I could, um, I could just produce, you know, I could just dry a few petals and I could mm -hmm. sell a few little bags of confetti. Yeah. Um, Two, two people and then because of the hot weather that season um I had one small air dryer and then I was like this isn't big enough and then I got another air dryer then I borrowed an air dryer ended up with like five air dryers the first mm -hmm. season um and and I just began to experiment really um it's it's taken up to this year I had no idea what I was getting myself into Um, now we have boxes of confetti all around the house at the moment because we've run out of storage space. Um, wow. and I needed a website, which is a whole, you know, whole nother kettle of fish. So I have a team in the UK that are helping me with that. They're amazing. Right. Um, there was just so much I hadn't thought about from my small idea. Um, Marcel in the beginning, he was a bit like, Oh, you know, who's going to buy this it's not really going to work and and stuff and wow. now he's much more enthusiastic and it's such a beautiful product the end product is gorgeous i mean any bride that sees it is just like that is amazing 
Yeah, so, it's 100% yeah. natural, dye-free and biodegradable, I think. Yeah, it's 100% natural, 100% dye-free, 100% biodegradable. Um, wow. In France, I mean, people traditionally throw rice. Um, do, some yeah. people in Provence throw lavender, dried lavender. Mm -hmm. But these are very small, small pieces. So if you have your beautiful coiffed hair and your updo and you've got hairspray and maybe some curls in your hair and then everyone throws rice, it goes down into your dress and it's stuck in your yeah. hair. I mean, it's not a particularly comfortable thing to have thrown at you. Um, whereas peony petals, they're a lovely sized leaf. The color is vibrant. Um, they float in the air. And yeah. um, so if you have some stuck in your hair, I mean, they're not ugly and they're very easily no. just to shake off after the throwing the confetti shot for, mm -hmm. the, for the photographers. Yeah, the photos. Well. The, the, the photo photos. section, yeah, it's an amazing, amazing difference. I've seen a lot of uh, petal throwings and, and confettis and rice and, and lavenders, but these ones are amazing. I've seen on your website there's four ty uh, eight types of, eight, eight colors, eight different colors. Is there more? Um, uh, so we, we grow eight, we grow seven colors of peonies here on the farm. Okay. And the eighth color is a mix um, of five of those colors that I've mixed myself. So if you, you don't okay. wish to mix your own color, you can just buy an already mixed color. Um, when I started to research it, some of the other companies make it very complicated. There's 135 combinations of confetti and they've all Ooh. got wedding based names. Um, you know, yeah. I thought, The peonies speak for themselves. They're beautiful. And every peony has a unique name of the flower, Sarah Bernhardt, um, Coral Sunset. So the name of the confetti is the same as the flower. So if you were to get married actually in peony season, you could have the same flower as the confetti also. Um, so, mm -hmm. I mean, it's just such a beautiful flower. You don't really have to change it. Nature has done everything They possi it possibly can to make this beautiful and it didn't need me to make it too fussy and change it too much. So um, the, the names are the same as the flower. I mean, everything's hand-picked, de-petaled, quality controlled and stored. It's all done by hand. It's, it's quite a lot of work on the farm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, I guess um, so. And you can create your own unique color mixes using different types of colors. You can. Um, obviously, the color is very important to the brides on their day. Mm -hmm. And they all, I mean, it, it varies. I'd say um, confetti doesn't really need to be the, the actual color of your wedding because you're normally in a different venue when you throw it and it is for the photos. But yeah. of course, you can scatter it on tables as table decoration, or you could make a petal path um, or you, along the aisle. Yeah, um, this so, is lovely. So the color can be important for the brides. And uh, you could mix the white with a pink, or you could have a mixture of th two colors, three colors. I mean, that's yeah. really up to you. Yeah, that's, yeah that's, I think that's the good thing of having it simple uh, from the beginning with all these categories instead of 135 uh like choices, ambitious yeah. names is choice uh you can you can do it yourself and it's limitless after that i think it's really nice and also you recommend quantities because i, I agree i don't know for all the brides listening and the grooms but 
if I'm choosing uh, confettis and I have 150 guests, I don't have any idea of how many I, do I need. So you, you kind of uh, manage this, this problem. In a, in a well, nice yeah, I mean, every, nobody knows how much they need. So so we sell the confetti in litre volume, which okay. if you imagine a, a, a litre a liter jug from your kitchen, mm-hmm. it's a, a full jug to the top. Okay. Um, and then um, that, for throwing confetti, that is about 10 to 12 handfuls of throwing confetti. Um, okay. And on the website, there's all the recommended four table decorations or petal piles or flower girls. Um, if you had a, a flower girl with a basket and she was scattering it along the aisle as you before you walked, um, there's all the recommended quantities there. Um, it's really up to you what you do with it, um, but it's, it adds so much depth to your wedding with the colours and um, the petals are just romantic. I agree 100% with that. The colors are really amazing. I mean, flowers are flowers, but confetti really, really brings a change. I think it's very original. And also people can can buy now and have it later. This yes. For um, the organization. Well, we've done a delayed delivery service because obviously as the date to the wedding gets nearer and nearer, brides don't have yeah. so much time to think about the smaller details. Mm-hmm. So even if your wedding is um, next year or the year after, you can order now and then we will deliver it um, a week or two before the wedding. Obviously, this year with the COVID situation, that's been very handy. Yeah, had we're some... recording this episode in uh, October 2020 for the listeners. Um, we'd had some brides for the, the season this year that I've obviously had to ca- cancel and, and, and just say, I'm sorry, we've had, you know, next year, we've moved the date to next year. Could you deliver it then? So we have a calendar with uh, next year already mm-hmm. filling up. Yes. Uh, it's the, it's the, the same for uh, many, many, many French vendors that I've uh, talked about, talked to with the situation. We all have to adapt and we all understand that the situation sometimes with the travel bans are making things worse. So it's about being flexible, I guess. Absolutely. I mean, it's not just France. The, the worldwide wedding industry is suffering yes, this, this is... year. Um, so, I mean, that's absolutely not a problem if you, if you ordered your confetti and then had to change the date. If you just let us know, that's, that's not a problem. But in normal times, you could do that anyway, actually. Um, All right. So you can cross it off your wedding to-do list um, quite early, and then not we we worry about it. You don't have to. <laughs> That's what I really liked also on your website is that you're giving a full vision experience to the bride and grooms, and not just delivering confettis, but anticipating everything, every details through the quantities, for example, or the buy now and enjoy later. I think it's very appreciable, especially when you're busy organizing your wedding or you have a wedding planner, or this kind of thing. Sure. I mean, um, the, the thing that we don't actually sell at the moment, but it's not to say we can't in the future, is um, the cones or how you want to um, share it with your guests at the wedding that you actually have to get from somewhere else at the moment because we are flower farmers. We're not we're not trying to be a shop. We just right. want to sell our flowers. Our flowers is the passion. And um, 
we live, eat and sleep flowers all year round. Um, so the flowers is my main priority, actually. But yes, you can get cones and baskets and all of the pretty ways to display your confetti from other many other places, really. So at the moment, I, I didn't see the need to do it. But maybe in the future, you never know. All right. Okay, great. So you're based in uh, Tarascon, if I'm not wrong. Yes. Um, yeah. How's life different for uh, for uh, an expat like you? What were you What were you expecting, and what what did you like about this region, beautiful region called Provence? Well, I wasn't expecting to end up here. <laughs> um, <laughs> obviously, I've been living in the city life in Istanbul for 18 years. Wow! And um, it's a very long time. Most of my adult life, I was there. Istanbul has a huge population. I think it's around mm -hmm. 20 million um, people. And then, obviously, through meeting Marcel, I I was suddenly whisked away from the city and onto a farm. We are seven kilometers from Tarascon and seven kilometers from the next village, Tar uh, Gravson. So mm -hmm. um, we're in the middle. So basically, I went from having a massive social life, lots of friends, to living on a farm with millions of flowers and three, <laughs> uh, two dogs at the time. Now we have three chickens. We had a pig, um, geese and cats. A big <laughs> contrast. Well, it was a massive contrast. And I have struggled with um, French language a little bit because my second language is Turkish. Mm -hmm. um, and so, yes, there was a, there's been a lot of things to overcome. But now, I mean, I've grown to love the region. It's so beautiful. I mean, how can you not like Provence? Um, yeah, every, everybody wants to come here. The sunshine, the scenery. Oh um, my God, it, yes. Yeah, it's it. so beautiful. I mean, we're so busy on the farm. We don't get to, I haven't actually got to see much more of the rest of France yet, which is still on my list to do. So, well, I definitely <laughs> wait for you guys in Paris for, uh, for a meetup one day yes we were we were we were planning to come to paris before covid hit um to have a look around um a wedding fair but we didn't quite get that far so maybe mm, maybe yeah. next year <laughs> hopefully next year well thank you so much debbie for uh, taking the time to share about your business and your uh, very very nice experience um is there something you want to add before we leave Um, yes. Um, if any of your listeners um, would like a free sample of our confetti, if they go to our website and contact us through the contact us info email address um, on petalsdeprovence.eu mm -hmm. and quote the French Wedding podcast, um, I will send them a free sample pack of our confetti. All right, great. Well, that's very kind of you. I will put uh, every information, contact details to reach you on the on the show notes for the listeners. Um, thank you again, Debbie, and I wish you the best for your business. Thanks, Naim. It was it was lovely to talk to you. Hey guys, thanks again for listening to the show today. You can find more information on our guests in the show notes, as well as my contact and my website. If you have any questions regarding your French wedding, I'm happy to help. Also, please do not hesitate to leave a review for the show. There's also a link for that. 
that will literally take one minute of your precious time and will mean the world to me. I always appreciate your support. Thank you again very much for your time and feedback. Wishing you a great day or a great night anywhere you are in the world. I send you some good vibrations and we'll talk to you again soon for a new episode. Bye-bye.